Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Would Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow please report to the field? Joseph Burrow's back. Let's break down the news. Deshaun Watson, Zach Wilson, whole bunch more stuff to talk about. Let's go. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Boy, we got stuff to talk about. Look, Joseph Burrow is back on the field smoking cigars, tossing footballs. And uh, according to this report, he got about five throws in before lightning started to strike. Because everyone, the God, the fantasy gods were so happy this man's on the field. Lightning struck he, he literally couldn't even stay on the field that long. And they said, we're going to close practice and celebrate Joseph Burrow back on the field. Let's go. Where's mashed potatoes? Yeah, buddy. Absolutely thrilled to have Joseph Burrow back in action. But let me tell you something. This man is still going undervalued, underrated. On best ball, you can use promo code SMITTY to get $100 match on your first deposit. Link in description. Go go play underdog fantasy right now. Uh, but this guy's falling into round six and seven. Seven on the regular. Joe Burrow in round seven. Look, if you follow me at all and, and, and you're like, I, I like this guy. You know, hit that thumbs up, first of all. There's 43 to 50 of you bouncing in and out. Punch that thumb up. Show your boy Smitty how much you love him. If you follow me at all, if you respect anything I say, listen to me right now. Joe Burrow in round six, seven, especially seven. The later, the better. The later, the bigger the home run is out of the park over the river that's outside of the park. This is the best deal in fantasy football 2022. To the moon. To the moon. That is my one thing I want to plead to you. Take Joe Burrow in round six, turning round seven, and you have win a league potential. I don't care how deep quarterback is. I don't care... If there's Aaron Rodgers in round eight or Stafford in round eight, nine or whatever, Joe Burrow could be the number one fantasy football quarterback and number one overall scorer in fantasy football 2022. He could throw for 45 passing touchdowns in 2022. People don't even, they don't even think he or consider that he can get better or that Jamar Chase can get better or that their rapport can get better. In fact, I'm anointing the Joe Burrow and, and, and Jamar Chase stack, the best win a league stack in 2022 fantasy football, and probably my most desired build process at this point in the offseason, heading into what is it, August 14. My number one strategy, overtaking all other strategies, is to draft Jamar Chase in round one and Joe Burrow in round six or seven. I anoint it my number one strategy in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. 
And I urge you all to stack those bad boys together. Run them out onto the field on Sundays, sometimes Saturdays, occasional Thursdays, and sometimes Mondays. And you will be doing damage. These two men are a part of a movement. That movement is... He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars men. Let me ask you a question. When you're looking at the Mars men on Both screen here. dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Let me ask you a question when you're looking at the Mars men right here. What two players play on the same team? Answer is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. That stack is on the Mars men, Mars men list for a reason. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're about. Your boy Smitty's telling you right now, number one strategy in 2022, Burrow Chase Stack. Burrow Chase Stack. Go to your draft, Burrow Chase Stack. Remember, everybody slapped themselves a little bit. Remember it. Put it into the brain, ingrain it. Go into your draft, auction draft especially. Walk out with Jamar Chase, Burrow Stack. It will win leagues in 2022. Now, let's see here. We're, we're, what are we at next? What, 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 what piece of news should we go to next? Let's go to the Zach Wilson stuff. Because Zach Wilson, there's there's a report that Zach Wilson is flying to Dr. Uh, however you say this guy's name, Neil something. Neil, Dr. Neil E. We'll call him Mr. E. Dr. E. Dr. E is potentially going to scope and go in to potentially trim or, or, or fix the meniscus in Zach Wilson's knee. But he's actually flying out. Initial reports were that he was going to get, like, not a second opinion necessarily, but a scope to go look and see what needs to be done. Now, traditionally, to my knowledge, and I have a lot of knee experience, you don't go in to go look around and then schedule another surgery to then go in and have a surgery. You're going to probably go in to do it right then and there. The initial reports were that they were going to go get it scoped to see what was going on. I don't think they're doing that. I think they're going in. And whatever they find, they're going to fix whatever they got to fix. And then when he wakes up, they're going to be like, hey, bro, we went in there and we found, you know, a big old tear. It was a really bad meniscus tear. Or, hey, things look good and you're going to be fine. You're going to be out three, three, four weeks. It, it, the thing that people don't realize, and, and, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there talking about this, right? There's a lot of people speaking on the injuries. Your boy Smitty's bringing it to you as real as he can bring it to you. And I'm the best non-fake doctor on the internet, the best deep fake doctor on the planet when it comes to fantasy football, especially knees. And I'm telling you right now, people are talking about this with timetables and they have no clue what they're talking about. And they're giving you timetables when he hasn't even had surgery yet. He'll be back in two to four weeks. Dude hasn't even had surgery yet. That timer doesn't start until he has surgery. Then it's two to four weeks. And it, it's more like three to six weeks. And if there's a bad meniscus tear... Then he could be out. He could be out. You know, month or two. It, it really depends on the severity of the injury, which they can't really tell until they get in there and kind of poke around. When I tore my my patellar tendon off of my kneecap, and your boy Smitty was sitting there in the ER, and I've got I've got photos of me in the ER, Miss Smitty's, you know, sitting there with me, and I tore my kneecap off the patellar tendon right here. Here's your kneecap on the other side, the flip side of this thing. And it kind of floats and it's attached to that. I ripped it right here and this floated up above. It was like practically my kneecap was like in my thigh. And they had to go in right then and there. And with a patellar tendon, you want to do a surgery right away. Because the longer you wait, the more that patellar tendon can retract 
and then you got to stretch it out more and it starts to, to almost shrink in a way and so patellar tendons you got to do right away sometimes with knee injuries there's so much swelling you don't want to go in yet you got to let the swelling subside and so the fact that he can even do it right now means that there wasn't a whole lot of swelling to the point where he needs a couple weeks off before he even has the surgery Sometimes you hear about a guy tearing a knee and they say, hey, he's got to have surgery. And then we find out he has surgery like, I don't know, uh, you know, a week later, a week and a half later. And we're like, what? He just had the surgery because, because of the swelling. So the fact that he can even go and do this right now is kind of good news because the swelling is not that bad. But the, the tear could be so severe, they don't know until they go in there. Plus, with me, they, they couldn't tell whether there was damage to some of the other ligaments like the ACL even though they could do the ACL test where they literally, here you are, your knee bends, right? They take the top of your knee right here behind your knee. They put their hand behind your knee and they do this test where they pull. And if they feel a lot of lax there, they know the ACL is torn. If it feels tight, they know the ACL is probably intact. But intact doesn't mean not damaged. There could be other damage somewhere uh, to the knee. And they could find out once they get in there. So it does feel like this though him flying out not fully knowing what's going on you know situations where they'll know more once they get inside almost sounded like they were unsure what what was really going on he was flying out to this doctor this this guy right here a specialist or whatever to get it looked at almost as if they didn't know what they were hearing or they were concerned about what they heard and and i feel like this this smells a little bit like there could be more to it not saying there is they could go in it and it'd be fine. More to it could be concerned there's more to it and then they find out there's not. So I'm not trying to spread a rumor here. I just merely feel like this thing is a little bit more deep than they're telling and leading on. And and maybe we'll find that out later. Or maybe they go in and their, their fears are alleviated and they're not concerned and everything's going to be fine. But don't expect this guy to come in and play, you know, week one. That would be a miracle. And it would be pushing his luck. It would also be putting him in a, a high risk of getting hurt because bone bruises, if you play on them, the integrity of the knee is, is, is not there and you don't want to play on a bone bruise. He has two injuries. A bone bruise in itself would take two to four weeks. A torn meniscus and then the healing of it could take another two to six. It could take a total of two to six weeks. Now they can heal parallel. You know, you're healing both of them at the same time. But a bone bruise alone would be two to four weeks. The, the meniscus, the way that you can think of a meniscus is they're going to, let me see if I can find something to show you. If you were to take, like here's the meniscus, if there's a tear in the meniscus, they can do several things. They can try and repair it, they can try and repair it, right? Or they would cut it. So they would come in and they would cut it and try and get rid of the tear. Because if you have a tear, let's put a tear back on this side. If you have a tear, naturally that tear can catch. You can't leave a meniscus torn like that. It's going to end up keep ripping, ripping, ripping. Just like when you have a little extra skin on your fingernail. You got to get rid of that cut. It can just keep peeling and peeling and cause more damage. They got to snip that, that meniscus and, and get that meniscus smoothed out. And when they cut it, they're damaging it. It's damaged already, but they're cut. it's got to heal. You know, you can't go out... You can't cut this right here, make it tender, like you, you know, ripping off your, your skin on your finger right above your fingernail, and then you press on it, it's sore, it's irritated. It's gonna have to heal after that, that damage of, of cutting it. Cutting it could cause future damage. Cutting it can make it so 
if you take out a piece of the 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 meniscus the padding between the knee the knee's going to be a little off kilter and the alignment's going to be off because you've cut out a piece of it and so that causes eventual arthritis because the knee isn't as balanced naturally as it should be it's at a little bit of an angle or a little bit of a, a dip on one side it's almost like taking uh, uh one of your legs off your chair or couch you know you're gonna slowly tilt over that way and the integrity of the couch is going to eventually fall apart putting pressure on it without all four corners being exactly the same it causes arthritis and deterioration of the knee having a torn meniscus long term is very bad it leads to arthritis it leads to a lot of other things makes you have a little bit shorter career now he's a quarterback so if this was a running back that would be more of a concern quarterbacks you can get away with it and not you know he's not going to be the most mobile guy 10 15 years from now anyway so we'll see if it really has a long-term impact but what i'm more concerned about with this situation is who start week one let's talk about the fantasy impact of this situation who start week one it's probably gonna be joe flacco and i'm as surprised as you i don't understand why i don't understand why joe flacco is gonna start over mike white the only thing i can think of that makes sense and it's not logical but it's the only thing i can dial up in my head is that they're scared they're scared of a controversy in new york but i'd say if i was advising here i would say what are you scared of good quarterback play you got to take good quarterback play as it comes you got to you got to take good quarterback play when you have it and if you're telling me you're afraid of mike white coming in and playing well you're scared as a coaching staff you're scared now, we don't see everything that goes along in practice. We don't know if maybe Mike White's in the doghouse or Mike White's looked awful in practice and we're going off games that we've seen and play that we've seen. But I've got to think that they're a little worried about shaking and rattling his confidence and they're either so confident in him that they, they would rather risk losing early on and not putting in a guy that gives him the best chance to win in order not to rattle Zach Wilson again. This will be the second time if Mike White comes in and looks like his older brother showing off and taking his girl, taking all of his MILFs. Like Mike White could come in and take all of his MILFs, just completely knock his confidence off another level. Can you imagine what would happen? Everybody standing by Zach Wilson would then move on over to Mike White. Mike White would clean house. Take all of his side pieces. This Mike White character is the real deal. I know a lot of you think I'm joking. And I, I, I'm I'm obviously having fun with it in a way. And I obviously pump up Mike White in a exciting and entertaining way. When, when we know, we don't know what we got with him, right? We don't know exactly what we have with Mike White. We can't call Mike White anything concrete or, or act like he's going to be some kind of superstar just off of one game. But what I do know is that Mike White came to ball against the Bengals last year and he knifed them apart. He surgically dissected the defense one throw at a time and, and a casual would come in here and say, Smitty, guess what? A casual would come in and say, all short passes. All short passes, Smitty. He didn't throw anything deep. You know how much harder it is to throw multiple passes to do a whole lot more and why are the alerts not coming up? This always happens to me. Okay, that should be fixed. What makes people think 
What makes people think that coming out and throwing more passes just because they're shorter is easier? When you come out and drop fire all over the field and you're like a sprinkler and you're just throwing all the passes all over the place, just knifing apart the defense, that's tougher than coming out, getting lucky, and throwing one bomb and having good stats at the end of the night. This guy surgically dissected the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals, whatever. He came out and dissected an NFL defense, looked like a magician, threw, I believe, nine receptions to Michael Carter, which would be good for Brees Hall in the running attack because this guy dumps off and checks down better than any any uh, you know quarterback that they have on the roster. Put Mike White out there. Put Mike White out there. Let him create a controversy. If Zach Wilson's too fragile to able to be able to absorb and knock off Mike White, then that means Mike White's the guy. And what problem do you have? What problem do you have if you've got a situation where you can't put Zach Wilson back in? Is it all about money? Maybe it is. Is the owner saying this is the way it's going to be? What does Salah think? What does the rest of the coaching staff think? I think they're scared of controversy. I think that's a, a really horrible way to look at this. I think you should put the best quarterback out there when your other quarterback's on uh, the bench healing. And it, whatever happens, happens. If Mike White comes out and blossoms and looks magical, you've got a great problem on your hands. But to play scared, to put Flacco out there and not put Mike White is a scared, scared, cowardly move by the Jets. I hope they don't do it. How does this affect Brees Hall? I'm not I'm not downgrading Brees Hall at all. There are better running backs than Brees Hall that have come out in worse situations than Brees Hall and shown us that there's a path for success even in situations that are a little cloudy at the quarterback spot. I don't think, like, if Flacco sucks, does anybody think, like, let's say Zach Wilson's out the first three weeks of the season, which I think is very likely. He could be out first two weeks, maybe come back week three. Let's say if all goes well. Does anybody think that if Flacco comes out and looks awful, that Mike White won't jump in mid mid game at halftime or walk into to 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 week number two starting? Does anybody think the Jets are gonna roll a bad Joe Flacco out twice? This guy won't last three quarters. If there was a if there was an underdog bet where you could drop an underdog prop where you could drop how many quarters does Joe Flacco last in the game, I would probably, and you could do that at using promo code Smitty, get get up to $100 match bonus on your first deposit. If Underdog had a prop of how many quarters Joe Flacco would last, I'd probably put down three. And Mike White being there by the end of the game. This guy will get injured. This guy won't look good. He is older. He's not going to hang. Mike White will be in there at some point if Zach Wilson is out an extended period. If Zach Wilson goes to the specialist, they go into his knee, they realize it's a lot worse than they thought. He damaged his ACL. Even though it's intact, it's still uh, been been injured. Or there's some other issue in there. Or a really bad meniscus tear. We'll find out. I don't know that there would be because the swelling wasn't bad enough from what I gather. But it does seem shady how all this is being reported. And I don't know if it's bad reporting. It could be to where there's no question. He's just going to this doctor. He was always going to go to this doctor. But it sounds like there was a change in direction the way the, way the reporting is. And I just don't know how accurate this reporting is. If they are, in fact, you know, going out to see... This isn't, like I said, a second opinion. The way it was worded initially was he's going to fly out to see a different doctor. And then they're going to look at it and see what's next. 
but I believe he's going to actually have the surgery. We'll find out. We don't really know. Um, if he goes and they, they get in there, they're going to get in there to fix it. They're not going to go in there, look around and cause damage because you're cutting into them and causing potential infection. Every time you open up a knee, you're causing potential effect infection. Every time you go scoping around in there. So when you go in, when you go in, you look around, you're going to obviously fix what you need to fix. Um, check down white. No bueno. How about check down white? Si, senor. How about that one, Wesley? Because we love check down Mikey. Check down Mikey all day long. Not to mention, he's checked down Mikey because that was the game plan. Not because that's his limitation. He's so smart and so capable. He did what was called up and ordered, and he commanded the whole field. Mike White was a surgeon. Came in, actually looked good again in his second game, and then got hurt. And that was a shame. Um, let's see. And... End of season wide receiver rankings, my dude. Smitty, I need end of season wide receiver rankings, my dude. Uh, Anthony, you know where my, my content is, don't you, bro? I mean, go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. All my content's right there. Articles, bold predictions, rankings, redraft rankings, sleeper rankings, uh, rookie rankings, super rookie rankings, best pick in every round rankings, bold predictions, trade calculator, text advice. I mean, what, what more do you need, buddy boy? It's all right in front of your face. Um, the more this guy talks, the more I, okay, uh, Jose, I, or what is it? Jose, Jesse. Okay, Jesse. Well, um, let's, let's, let's make it easier on you and let's remove you from the channel. How's that now? Now, now Jesse can, can relax. So Jesse's gone. That's the way it goes. You're going to come in here and try and run your mouth about something. We'll remove you because we don't need negativity in here. This is a positive environment with a bunch of positive people that are here to actually get better. Um, injury prone white like Jimmy G says Wesley. Okay, Wesley. Wesley's another negative one. Like Wesley, I'm not re I'm not going to remove you or anything, but you are definitely a downer. You know, you come in, you don't come in and, and speak positively about anything. You just kind of wait and, and pray on the next comment that you don't like. Like, I, I, don't, I can't remember the last time you came in and were positive. That's all I'm saying. Uh, my phone auto corrects to Joe Flaccid instead of Joe Flacco. That's crazy, Randy. I, 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 that, are you being serious? Like, tell me if you're being serious. That is hilarious. There's a couple of things that I type that gets auto-corrected and it's crazy. You know, I'm like, why is it doing that? <laughs> I've sent some bad stuff before where I had to call I had to call and apologize. Like, I did not mean to send that. Uh, throw Joe in there versus the old squad. No, Fallon. We don't want Joe in there. We want Mike White in there. Mike White's the answer, pal. Mike White's the answer. Smitty, I like the Instagram videos. Thank you, Anthony. Um, I will be doing more of those. Don't worry. The wide receivers and tight ends are coming. But if you want content, get on over to the Fantasy Football Show, bro. Go do it. Um, I would love to see Mike White play and let the fans and Jets know that he could he could be a QB for the Jets. These, uh, let's see. These is coming from a jet this is a coming from a jet which is what francisco wanted to say look there are a lot of jets fans that agree with me that mike white's the guy put him in there and i and i and i admittedly loved zach wilson coming out of college sometimes things don't work out and i don't know that zach doesn't have the talent he could develop i'm not trying to write him off but i like mike white mike white better 
I don't like how things are cascading for Zach Wilson right now from the off the field situation uh, that we all joke about because it's in the forefront and it's got to be a distraction. And then he's got the injuries. This is not the first injury. Mike White is sitting there nipping at his heels and the team's scared to use Mike White because they're afraid of the confidence that blow it's going to be to Zach Wilson to be replaced again and have the fan base again calling for Mike White to stay in the offense. It's going to be a huge confidence blow. They're, they're literally betting on Zach Wilson for sure working out by avoiding winning, by avoiding having the best chance to win. And, you know, part of them probably knows they can't do it this year. This is a building year. You know, part of them knows this is a building year. And so that's what I think is, is probably going to happen here. Um, nothing but love. Okay, Wesley. I appreciate you, Wesley. But uh, just, you know, maybe maybe look at some of the positive stuff. That's all I'm saying. If you disagree with that, it's fine. But we just want a little positivity in here from you. That's all I'm asking. Putting Pickens on the rocket ship, Smitty. He needs to go to the moon. To the moon. L- love Pickens. Pickens looks absolutely phenomenal. Let me tell you something. Out of all the years of looking at this stuff, I've, I've, I've come accustomed to knowing when a player has a certain skill set that actually looks very, very promising to the point where they could be a, a, an elite player. I'm not saying Pickens will for sure be an elite player. Michael says he just used the Manscaped code. Attaboy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Manscaped code. Yeah. Promo code Smitty at Manscaped.com will get you 20%. Um, and they've got, they've got such amazing products here this sucker right here nose and ear trimmer uh we've got all the products all around here there it's everywhere they got the shirts they i'll I'll go over this again on monday but manscape.com promo code smitty um yeah i I mean i might show up with a shirt on monday it says pick pickens pick pickens 2022 because this guy has the potential in my opinion and my voicemail group needs to drop a voicemail uh, so we can get to some voicemails in a little bit. But give me give me Pickens as the number one wide receiver on this Pittsburgh Steelers team in due time. Do I think it'll happen right away? Uh, no. You know, I don't, I don't think it'll happen right away. It could happen right away. I'm not going to rule it out. But Pickens will eventually become the number one. And you know who, makes, who this makes mad? Deontay Johnson, Dynasty Owners. Anybody that says cap... You're crazy. This man's on something. Number one, who gave you who gave you the the Gray's Book Sports Almanac from Back to the Future? Where I can't come out and say that that dropping passes and disappointing prone and capable Deontay Johnson isn't an elite wide receiver. Big Ben peck, peppered him with targets, and and what I can't have a prediction that that Pickens could be better. Or a lot of people have that prediction. I'm not alone. There are people in here that is that love Pickens from day one that have said Pickens, Pickens. And I'm like, yeah, let's wait and see. I'm not first to Pickens, but I'm a quick adopter to Pickens. And I'm adapting very, very fast because I've seen Pickens on the field dropping what looks to be elite caliber type movement and knowledge for, for spatial awareness and physicality. This guy in the end zone was physical beyond a point of, of teaching somebody something. Pickens has an innate instinct to dominate space around him. When you watch a player like Pickens, literally know what to do, know when to push off, know when to time, the timing involved. This guy showed timing, precision, blocking, 
knowing where to be on the field, knowing what to do when. There's a lot of things that I noticed on the field. The preseason can be tricky. It can be tricky. The preseason can get you excited about things that don't matter. It can definitely trick you. And when people come up to me and say something like, Smitty, the pre it's the preseason. What do I look like? Do I look like a total imbecile? Does it look like I haven't been around long enough to know that the preseason can be tricky? I don't need some, some random person or layman to come up to me and tell me the preseason it, it can be tricky. It can trick you. I understand that. I have literally 20 years of figuring out when to absorb preseason, when to absorb combine, when to absorb news, when to look the other way, when to maybe stand back and let it all play out because it seems a little messy. And I do know when to buy in and when not to buy in. Am I wrong? Absolutely. Have I liked guys that have busted? For sure. Who hasn't? Okay. But I do know Pickens shows all the attributes early on that makes a really good elite wide receiver for his team. The number one on his team. It's the dominance of the space around him. It's the decision making. And it's how quickly he's picking things up. And maybe Pickens fades away again. Maybe Pickens fades away again. Maybe they don't throw him out onto the field and we're like, where's Pickens? Why didn't they use him? Look at Mike White. We see Mike White. We see talent at Mike White. But are we wrong about Mike White? Currently, we are wrong about Mike White. Currently, your boy Smitty is wrong. You. Or this is the better. Wrong. Muy mal. Currently, I'm wrong about Mike White. Why? Because... It's not playing out the way that I want it and have predicted it. He should be out there. As soon as Zach Wilson went down, what did I say? Mike White season. Well, wrong. not wrong because my assessment's wrong, but wrong because the coaching staff isn't going to go down that road. We don't always have control of all of the things that are around us. There's not a whole lot of guarantees when you're dealing with human beings that sometimes make horrible decisions, that sometimes make decisions based on draft capital, based on their job, based on the owner telling them what to do, based on the leeway that they actually have or don't have. We don't always have that information. So in the case of Mike White, I am currently wrong. But am I wrong? But am I wrong? Do we see the talent there? We do. Could I be wrong about... Pickens, yeah, I mean, we all could. There's a lot of Pickens fans in here. We could be wrong about it. But if he gets a shot, I'm pretty sure the doubters are going to look stupid and we're going to look right. Should the coaching staff wait to use him? Could he get hurt? Could it all not work out? Absolutely. Look at CeeDee Lamb. Who was higher on CeeDee Lamb than me? Last year, in 2021, no one. The answer is no one. Was CeeDee Lamb as good as I predicted him to be? Wrong. It happens. Was it me? Yeah, because guess what? I didn't read the coaching staff properly. They didn't utilize him properly. They didn't use him right. Dak was kind of out of sync with them. I was wrong. Ultimately, I was wrong about C.D. Lamb, but I believe I wasn't necessarily wrong. It was more a year early, and C.D. Lamb season is here for 2022. To the moon. And we got uh, a voicemail or two coming in, so let's drop this. Let's drop these voicemails real quick. This one is from Jim. Jimmy boy. Hey Smitty, preseason week one is just about over with. We had a lot of teams and a lot of games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Anything stick out to you, either team wise or performance wise, and any players jumping up your boards? 
I mean, look. First of all, Michael says Smitty won me 1,000 in 2021. Pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. Nice win. Nice win. Nice win. Nice win, broski. And Jim the Drunk with a super chat. Jimmy. Appreciate you, Jimbo. Jimbo says, I've never liked a guy that turned out to be a bust. Smitty, who is your favorite player to root for in fantasy terms all time? All time, Priest Holmes and, and Kurt Warner. Those are the my, my two favorite players of all time, fantasy football-wise or NFL-wise. Priest Holmes and Kurt Warner. I never got so much enjoyment watching fantasy football and NFL football than when I watched Kurt Warner and Priest Holmes. Absolute monsters. Carried you every single week. You won fantasy championships because of them. And they were ultra reliable. These guys never failed you. They didn't fail you. They almost never had bad games. And they carried you to championships if you owned them. Especially, you know, when you... God, there, there are a couple more players, but you couple them with another stud. And then boom. Boom. Absolute monsters. Thank you for that super chat. Uh, Jim... What was Jim's question again? Hey, Smitty. Preseason week one is just about over with. We had a lot of teams oh, and a lot of games. Yeah, any, anything impressed me. I mean, we're just talking about Pickens. Pickens impressed me a whole boatload. Uh, you know, Swift. Swift. The volume. You know, I, I knew what Swift could do. The reason I was even cautious with him last year was because of Anthony Lynn, who got his play-calling duty stripped from him by midseason because he kept calling... Jamal Williams is A back and Swift is B back, which held Swift back. He held Swift back for half a season. That was the cautionary tale of DeAndre Swift last year. It's never been about talent. Now Lynn is in San Francisco, but don't worry, Niner fans. I think Shanahan's going to have him in handcuffs. He's not going to damage anything. They won't even give him an iPad or an office. They're literally going to, Shanny controls everything. But uh, Swift, to see Swift do what he did absolutely excited me. Uh, we got uh, two super chats. One from Jim the Drunk again. Jim to, to the, the moon. moon. Uh, Scooby Doo. Super appreciate you, Scooby. Uh, look, I like Pickens. I like Swift. I like what I saw out of Trey Lance. I like what I saw out of Danny Gray. There's a handful of players that looked really good. I love Damian Pierce. Seeing him run. Tyler Algier ripped off a run. He is who we thought he is. Uh, he is who we thought he was and is. And so is Damian Pierce. He is who we thought he was and is. So a lot of a lot of other names, but those kind of come to mind. Deshaun Watson, really rusty. Um, I think he's getting a year-long suspension. We'll get to that news here in a second. But appreciate you, Michael, for the props. Appreciate the super chats. Jim the Drunk dropping one more. Says, great times. Warner and Holmes, absolutely, bro. No question in my mind. If I could have dinner with anybody... Aside from like probably Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, if we're using players of the past, um, you know, so they're both basketball players. Uh, it would be Kurt Warner, just a, amazing dude. Not to mention, if you ate dinner with him, he literally you you probably get to help him pick a table because every time he goes to eat, he picks a table that eats free, pays for a whole family. So you get to watch him just do his magic and helping people. And Kurt Warner is such an amazing dude. Um, Kurt Warner would be a phenomenal person to just sit down with and, and eat dinner. Then, then I'm probably like, I don't know. I mean, there's so many other options, but I, I, I love, I love Kurt Warner. He's just phenomenal. 
who will make it to the moon first, Pickens or Rashad White? That's tough because Rashad White's got a little bit of a head start. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Space monsters. But when you look at the moon men list, There are three gentlemen right here. But I would say Rashad White's got a little bit of a head start, but man, this could this could fix itself real quickly. We either one of them could be movement immediately, bro. Either one could be movement immediately. Jim. Hey Smitty. In a 12-team redraft league, I have this number six pick. If Jefferson, Chase, and Cup are already taken before I pick at number six, who do you think I should take there? Is it too early to take Swift or should I take someone more secure like Najee? You know, I'm 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 getting a little tired of people acting like Henry's got to go here. Warning. Dalvin Cook has got to alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Time for a Smitty rant. Let me tell you something here. Little little story time. This is like I'm telling you a story that I'm going to be telling next year. We're doing it preemptively. When you're sitting there at seven, six, eight, and your three wide receivers are gone. Chase, Cooper Cup. I hear the super chats. I'm coming for you right after this. Chase, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. When the top three wide receivers are gone, when JT is gone, and you're sitting there debating, do I go Christian McCaffrey? Do I go Derrick Henry? Do I go Dalvin Cook? You got to get a running back. I mean, I like Eckler. Eckler's not in the same bucket as those three guys I just named because Eckler, I'm not predicting necessarily injury or bust. With CMC, Henry, and Cook, there's an avoid component. I'm staying away, away from those guys when there's certain players on the board. At some point, there's a line in the sand where I take Dalvin Cook. That's kind of around like 12 or 13, which usually does not happen in real life. It does in our mock drafts, but it does not happen in real real life. Derrick Henry, never going to see him at 12. Probably never going to see him at 10. That's where I'd take him. But you're never going to see it, so I probably won't own him. That's the point. My number two running back is Najee Harris. Okay, I take Najee Harris before I take any other running back that's not named JT. My number three running back as of this moment, it, 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 when all is said and done, I do believe Javante will be one or two or three, but you can't take him in round one. So he's not in this conversation. He's down in round two waiting for you to win a league by selecting him. So who's number three? You got JT, you got Najee, and you got everybody telling you that it's got to be Henry or it's got to be CMC or it has to be Dalvin Cook. Maybe you think it's Nick Chubb. It is DeAndre Swift in 2022. You maybe want Javante more, but he's in round two. Don't take Javante. He's round two. He's a round two guy. 
He's there to give you a gift of winning in round two. He's not in this conversation, not because he can't be number one, but because his ADP is nowhere near where Swift's ADP is. Swift is arguably the third running back off the board for me. In fact, I'm telling you here and now, I'm drafting JT in terms of running backs. I'm drafting Najee, and then I'm drafting DeAndre Swift, and that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Let's see where these super chats are. Scotty Hale. Scooby, I haven't read yours yet, I don't think. Let me read that. Appreciate you, Scoobs. Scoobs dropping it. Smitty on fire. BWK, you're on fire. Can't believe people are drafting CMC. Scotty Hale says, uh, who do you like more for wide receiver three? St. Brown or Elijah Moore? Give me St. Brown, but I love both of them, bro. These are two of my most favorite uh, wide receiver threes in fantasy 2022. I like St. Brown more. Uh, you can get both of them. In leagues where maybe I go running back heavy or quarterback and running back heavy, and I don't take or pay attention to my wide receiver two and three, let's say I stack running backs, I stack quarterback and tight end all in the same draft. I've got like Jamar Chase, right? I got Joe Burrow. I've got uh, uh, Javante. So let, let's mark, let's mock it up like this. Round one, Jamar Chase. Round two, Javante Williams. Round three, Brees Hall or ETN. ETN. Because he's got, kind of going higher now. Brees Hall's falling because of the Zach Wilson stuff. So let, let's go again. Jamar Chase. Javante Williams round two. ETN round three. Brees Hall round four. Round five, you go Kittle. Round six, you go Joe Burrow. Okay, now, St. Brown usually goes in round six, so I don't know how plausible that will be, but it's possible. I could go St. Brown and Elijah Moore in that scenario as my wide receiver two and three with ease, with a smile on my face, because that would that would be a win-a-league team. Absolutely be a win-a-league team. And actually, because Joe Burrow is falling to round seven now, you, you technically could take Chase in one, Javante in two, ETN in three, Brees Hall in four, uh, Kittle in five, St. Brown in six, Joe Burrow in seven. Walk straight to League Safe or the digital bank. You contact PayPal immediately. You show them your team in advance. You print it out and you say, PayPal, here's my roster. And they say, get this guy whatever he wants on an advance. Just give him a, uh, uh, give him a blank check. We trust this man. Look at his roster. Give him whatever he wants. Give him an advance on his league safe winnings. He's got the winning team sitting there right in his hand. You get that team in a best ball draft. I wouldn't be shocked if you got a call from somebody at underdog and they're like, let's, let's talk about what you can do in advance with this thing. Uh, totally joking on that, but but uh, anyway. Thank, thank you, Scotty, for the super chat. And Doobie, you... Scooby, sorry, Scooby, you dropped a super chat up above that I didn't get to yet. So let me find that and read it off. Scooby says, who will make it to the moon first? Oh, I did answer that. I did answer that. Thank you, Scooby, for that question. Appreciate you. Good buddy, good pal. Um, let's get to the phone calls. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Down 602 NFL. And here, here's another question from Jim. Did I get this one? In a 12 team redraft league, I have this number six pick. 
Oh yeah, that, that was the one that that was the one that triggered my uh, my Swift rant. Okay, I got to that one already. Uh, what's up, Mark Cleveland? Call in if you want, pal. I'd love to talk to you here. Can you give the uh, Space Monster guy a full voice line segment? We'll see about that, TM. We'll see if we can we can hook that up. Uh, read the room, Smitty. You read the room, Dougie. You read the room, Dougie. Mark Cleveland, appreciate you being here. Just went to the bank with my team from Smitty. What'd they say? Everything on us. <laughs> here's a here's a line of credit based on on the the Smitty formula. <laughs> Is got golf isn't hot trash. If golf isn't hot trash, I could see Swift doing looking like L, uh, JT. Golf golf isn't hot trash, but he's like a Tannehill. You know, with good talent around him, he's Tannehill. With no talent around him, he's Tannehill. And that's what we're going to see happen to Tannehill. Tannehill's going to turn into a pumpkin. And you know who's going to come out and smash him and then ride off on, on a carriage looking for the slipper? It'll be Malik Willis. Uh, Malik Willis is taking his job by week four or five or at least week six. Uh, Tannehill's done. Tannehill's done. Tannehill's getting in the coffin now. They put a couple nails in. It's just a matter of time. But my point is, Goff is surrounded by talent, so he's dressed up right now. And looking like a, a player that he really probably isn't. But they need to replace him in, in swagger. I agree. I believe in time, if 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 it, it should be next year, right? Because this team's ready to go. This team's ready to win. The Lions are actually like the Bengals. They're waiting for that quarterback. Only that's all they need. They're going to be fine across the board. They got the wide receivers. Jamison Williams, St. Brown. They've got uh, the tight end in Hawkinson. They've got Swift. They're fine. They're fine. All they need is a quarterback. If they draft a quarterback or they trade for a quarterback, who knows what happens in the offseason. The Lions are ready to play game on for the Lions. They could take down any team at any moment, even right now. They could win any game. The Lions could beat any team at any moment. Uh, the phone line's not on. I'm sorry. That's that's my fault. That's my fault. Phone lines are on. Sorry about that. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Michael. Michael, what's up, my man? Um, so I'm just wondering what I should do in the first round of my draft. I'm picking 11 overall, and in the first round, I usually see I can either get Diggs or uh, Swift. Diggs or Swift in round one? I mean think you heard me ranting over here so you probably got my answer unless you just popped in that once JT's off the board once the three wide receivers are off the board and Najee I'm going DeAndre Swift but I, I could go in any direction I could go chase number two number three or number four I wouldn't even hesitate I've drafted Jamar Chase at number two in many a leagues and I and I have a big grin on my face I'm not ashamed of it I didn't make a mistake I didn't sit on the keyboard and accidentally do it. I willingly and and grinfully drafted Jamar Chase at number two in a, a handful of leagues. And I'm fine with it. And I think he, he traditionally falls like to, to any place where like he, he goes like at seven or eight sometimes. Najee falls to seven, eight, nine right now. 
People are so worried about the Pittsburgh Steelers offense and the, the blocking. And for whatever reason, he's been falling and falling. But I take Swift in a heartbeat if and I don't I don't dislike Eckler. Like let's say I had four leagues side by side, exact same scenarios. I'm on the clock at pick number seven. I'll take Eckler in one, I'll take Swift in another. You know what I mean? Like I, I can mix it up, but I'm just telling you right now, push comes to shove. I'm taking Javante in round two or Debo if either one's there. Best player available, of course. Those are my two wins in round two, Debo and Javante right now. Not that I wouldn't take other players, not that I'm not, you know, you can't always land those guys, but those feel like home runs. Like you walk away from the stream and go draft. Round two, Javante, then Debo in that order. In round one, it's very easy to walk away with either Jamar Chase or DeAndre Swift. I feel like it's really, really easy to do that. I don't think I don't think there are that many scenarios where both of them are gone unless you're drafting at 12. And if you're drafting at 12 and they're gone, well, you guess what? You take Lamb and Javante, or you could go in 100 different directions. Yeah. I agree. Thank you. Yeah, what else you got? That's it, man. I just had a question there because I ended up like – either taking Swift and Javante with two running backs and then Love it. in the next uh, three and four, I didn't like the wide receivers, so I just didn't know. Like, I kind of wanted to do wide receiver and running back because that's how it like panned out in my mock drafts. Yeah, and, and don't be afraid to go running back, running back, because DK is such a a gem in round five. And McLaurin, you, I mean, you could end up... I wouldn't even be shy about going... Like, let's say you take... Um, Javante and Swift, or Swift and Javante in that order, okay? Then in round three, you take ETN, okay? You got three running backs right there. I'm not saying that's the plan of attack, but let's just say it was. And let's say around four, Herbert sitting there, and you take Herbert. And then you get to round five, DK's your first wide receiver, but that's an amazing number one wide receiver when you went Swift, Javante, ETN, and Justin Herbert. And then you get DK and St. Brown. DK and St. Brown can hang out hang out with most people's number one and number two wide receiver. I'm not saying they'll outscore everybody's, but those guys can hang. You know, that's not a shameful wide receiver one and two at all, even if you did stack the way you did. But because you stacked the way you did, of course you're going to be lighter, riskier, or a little bit more unorthodox with your wide receiver room. I love when you do something like that. You have tremendous, you have tremendous running back upside in Javante and Swift, and then you get Herbert. You have the number one quarterback in my eyes. You got quietly two top five running backs in my eyes, and you you draft a guy like Etn who's a top five to ten running back, and then you'll get some some negative Noah or a worried William or a perturbed Peter that comes by and says to you, "Yeah, oh, I don't like your wide receivers." You know, or something dumb like that. And it's like, do you not realize what you did and why you are where you're at? Of course your wide receivers are going to look a little different than the average person's wide receivers because you're stacked. You know? Like, people are just one-dimensional, bro. Yep, I agree. Yeah, you grab some late wide receivers like Tolbert and like a Lazard or somebody with high upside and then you're good as anybody else. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Michael. Call back uh, even tonight if you got another question. Call back anytime. Yeah. Later. Thank you, Smitty. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Uh, this right here, Mark Cleveland. Absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. Mashed potatoes! Yeah, boy. 
We're going to start doing a, a standing ovation for any $4.99 super chatter above. Forget this $9.99 stuff. Smitty needs to work on his abs anyway. I need to, to drop some LB. So any $4.99 and above, I do a standing mashed potato ovation. Uh, Mark Cleveland says, rank Najee Jefferson Swift. I am one day JJ, the other Najee. Uh, call back again, Gary. I missed your call. Rank Najee Jefferson Swift. I'm going to say Jefferson Najee Swift. But I, I could go back and forth too. Like you're talking about, Mark, my second and third running backs ranked. Of course, again, Javante is capable of one. I predict he's top two, but you take him later. But in terms of ranking, Gary, call back again. Um, It's JJ because he's top four to me, top three to me. I'd take Chase and JJ, number two and number three, in that order. Or I could take JJ, number two. I could take JJ, number two, Mark. I could take Najee, number two. I, I wouldn't take Swift, number two, because you don't have to. And you kind of can't, kind of don't need to take Najee, number two, at all, either. You know? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Is this Gary? Gary, yeah, what's, Gary. How what's up, Gary? Yeah, so I um I think it was like last week I did a practice uh, 2QB draft with you. And I have my draft tonight, and I just want to see what you think. I got the perfect Schmitty team for you. Hit me with it. Shoot. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. I, so, I got, so somehow I had the 10th pick, and somehow Joe Burrow fell to me at the 10th pick. So I took Joe Burrow, Jeez. and then I went ahead and took Chase to get the stack. The disrespect. Um, hold, hold on, hold on. The, disres- got... the disrespect to Joe Burrow in a super flex. Remember when Mr. B came in here and, and bla- tried? He did not read the room. He was like Doug. He did not read the, read the room. Came in and started talking trash about me drafting Joe Burrow in a super flex at number seven when it's actually one of the biggest gifts you could ever yeah. get in fantasy football 2022. It's like a gift wrap present. It's like someone bringing you a free Rolls Royce on draft day and handing it to you. And in your, and you come into a room full of Joe Burrow people that, that love Joe Burrow, cigar smoking Joe Burrow. You come into this room right here and you say, what a dumb pick. What a reach in a super flex taking Joe Burrow at seven, Smitty. What what a what a way not to read a room. Okay, now you get Joe Burrow, bro. You got Joe Burrow at, at number 10, which is even more disrespectful and crazy. Number 10. And then you get Jamar Chase. What I, I don't know yeah. if you saw the beginning of the show. My favorite, my favorite strategy in all of 2022 right now. I override every single video I've recorded at all. My number one strategy is to stack Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. Given that Chase, you can get in round one. Uh, Joe Burrow, you can get in six or seven. And apparently number 10 in a super flex when you're drafting with a bunch of grandmas. Let's give this man a standing ovation. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me with the rest of it, bro. Yeah. All right, so then in the third round, I got Javante Williams. Okay. <laughs> um, I got Travis Etienne. I got oh, oh. Mark Andrews, Terry McLaurin, Bree Paul. Tony Pollard, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenneth Walker, Damian Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're naming off too many amazing players at once. So get, hold on a second. 
Burrow, Chase, Javante, <laughs> Etienne, Andrews, McLaurin. Is that what you said? Mc- yeah. Mc- okay, what's after McLaurin? Uh, Mark Andrews, Brees Hall. Okay. Is this a four? Tony Pollard. Is this a three-man league, bro? I mean, it's a bunch of like, and they were talking like, and my team's like rated the lowest, and like they're talking crap about it. <laughs> like they were laughing at me when I took Tony Pollard, and like I think it was like the seventh or eighth round, and okay. I was like, he's gonna take over Zeke by like week four or five. The, okay, the, yeah, they don't. <laughs> How many people are in this league, bro? Be honest, is it like three people, four people? Like, come on. I mean, it's like it's like a fun gimmick league, but it's no. Just, how many? No, how many people is it? A, is it a twelve? Like no, no, no. How many owners are in it? Ten, twelve? No, it's it's a ten team. Okay, I mean, it's still amazing 10. for a ten a ten team league, but it feels like a four or six man league, bro. It feels like I feel like you had about four or five yeah, bobs, I mean, four or five bobs, a couple grandmas. I feel like one of one of them got stuck in the elevator on the third floor, <laughs> getting his microwaving his salad. At lunchtime, and he got stuck in the elevator and auto drafted. Like, give me a break. This team, I haven't even hit enter yet. This team's absolutely phenomenal, and uh, you know we're, we're we're proud of you, good buddy. You're gonna win this yeah. league. Here's his team. Here's his team. I mean, I really hope so. It's uh, I mean, I I I do take a lot of my own um, thought process into it, but a lot of your picks I do agree with, like Chase. Uh, Williams, I mean, I'm a Broncos fan, so Williams is always going to be my top guy I'm trying to get. Um, the only one I didn't like is some guy, he didn't, he's one of my friends, he didn't really know what he was doing, he took Dalton Schultz in like the fourth round, which he's using my sixth round pick, but luckily I got Andrews in the fifth, so I was fine. Um, yeah, he, he probably auto-drafted Schultz, he probably didn't yeah. need to draft him. Yeah, you're, you're cleaning this up, man, they're laughing at you, but... No, he, he, he meant to. Well, you, you crushed him, man. You crushed him. Burrow, Chase, Javante, nah, Etn, Andrews. Yeah, and again, this is like I. Yeah, I, I do about six leagues a year, and this is like just like a joke league. But my real leagues are coming up, so I'm really certain. I'm really trying to buckle down and not know that yeah. this team is not like I'm not going to get all these players in a, a good league. Like well, this is just a yeah. Don't worry. This is I just mean, like hey. my. Everybody's got to be a hero somewhere. You're going to be a hero in this league. I just hope your boss isn't in the league. You're, you're going to end up putting everything in a box at the end of the no, year it, after you start schooling your bo- boss like this this no. is like golf you gotta when you go golfing with your boss you gotta no. you gotta whiff a couple times bro you can't go out there and draft burrow chase javante etn andrews mclaurin Brees hall tony pollard i think i even missed a guy absolute monster team yeah nice work pal um my only i have one more question so i asked you i think a month ago uh in my keeper league i have Chase, Will, Javante Williams, and Jonathan Taylor. Now, I know the correct play is to take Jonathan Taylor and Jamar Chase, but I really want to take Jamar Chase and Javante Williams. Do you think that's stupid? Well, what's the ramifications or the keeper value or the cost? Uh, I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, is it just unlimited keeper value, time, draft pick that you lose, or do you just keep any two, no, no cost, no... Like, you just keep anyone you want. Yeah, you just keep any two, and then you start drafting from, like, round three. Unlimited time that you can keep them? Like, every year? You can keep JT until your heart's content? 
Um, you got to keep JT yeah. and Jamar Chase because if you think about it from a draft perspective, where's JT getting drafted? Number one. Where's Chase getting drafted? Well, if it's me, if I'm in the draft, number yeah. two. But if I'm not in the draft, if I'm nowhere to be found, you're taking Chase at five, six. It's like five. Over, yeah, four or five. And where's yeah. Javante going? Probably still, even though it's a keeper league, it's not dynasty. He's probably going at like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. You have a, a better chance of drafting back Javante. JT and Chase are the, the clear answer. All you got to do is try and trade up or something. I don't know if you can trade, but move your first rounder to the first pick in the first round and give up like a fifth rounder or something. I don't know. Give it for free. Okay. You know, see if you can do that. Uh, if not, hopefully. Yeah, I you, might start looking at that. Do you know what pick you have? Uh, no, not yet. The draft's not for like a, like a, I think two or three weeks. So I still have another pick, but he might just fall to me, honestly. I have no idea how these, um, even though it's a high money league, a lot of them play fantasy basketball, so they don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So he might still fall to me, honestly, depending on what pick I have. Yeah, bro, you're, you're fine. You know, maybe I need to create a, a, Mel, a fake Melvin Gordon article on the fantasyfootballshow.com that you guys can link to. That just says like Melvin Gordon's got three years left. You know he's amazing, <laughs> and, and I can send it out to my my you know my members and go look. Here's this Melvin Gordon article. Maybe we'll even find a legit Melvin Gordon writer, like somebody that really believes in them, and have them guest post on the Fantasy Football Show. That way we're not doing anything shady, right? It's really somebody I brought on as a guest writer yeah. that truly loves Melvin Gordon. Let him write up one article on the on the on the on the site, thefantasyfootballshow.com, and then we'll just let everybody have access to the link, and you can send it to whoever you want when you need to use it, <laughs> and and just you know, go go from there. No, we don't we don't need to do that. The way we rules, you know, we dominate no matter what. So well, you dominated today, young man. What's up? I appreciate it. It sucks because, like, Melvin Gordon won, like, three years ago, and then he got traded to the Broncos. And, like, again, I'm a huge Broncos fan, but I know that for the longevity of the team, the best play is to just play Devontae. Not even like, longevity. Just an absolute beast. Not so even Melvin longevity. Gordon. It's, like, for the, the, the good of the now and the long term. You know what I mean? Like, it's – he's he is the, yeah, the monster. I mean, we already have a tough enough division, so. Yeah, go get it. All yeah, right, good we job, already man. have a tough enough division, so we have to our best. All right, I right, appreciate yeah. all you do. Thank you. Call in any time, Gary. Hey, Gary, blasting people left and right. This is rock out. I'm in a 12-man league, which has two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex. With the two flex, double flex, would that change your strategy for stacking certain positions, either wide receiver or running back? What's your thoughts on that with the double flex i mean double flex doesn't change anything because it's still best player available the entire way i'm not i'm never drafting a position i'm always drafting a player but uh you know stacks are stacks man there's risk there's pros and cons i'm gonna do a stack video you're live on the fantasy football show what can i help you with smitty yo who am i talking to this is jason calling from chicago how are you doing tonight buddy what's up jason i'm doing good Hey, quick question for you. I'm in a 12-man PPR, full point. I got the 12th overall pick. Okay. I know I've been listening to your podcast and everything. I've been following you religiously. I know what that 12th pick. How do you feel about going Swift and Kelsey in that format? Um, 
I'm just not about that, bro. It's, it's not that it can't work. And if here's my advice to people, because I always tell you, I hate when analysts tell you not to do something for sure if it works for you. You know what I mean? Like, there are some things I'll say don't do, you know, in general. But, like, if you push back on me and say, hey, I do really well, but then I'm going to tell you, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're a good Travis Kelsey in round one or high round two drafter, you're proven. You've been doing it with Gronk. You did it with Jimmy Graham. You know, you've been doing it 35 years. You're in a non-PPR. That tells me you know how to draft a tight end in round one if you're in a non-PPR because you're old school. <laughs> but if you literally know how to do it and you're not just making that up, like you have literally won championships, it's a special way of drafting. It doesn't mean that somebody's better than anybody else because they can draft a tight end early, but it takes years of failing at it and tweaking to understand how to build and to, to, to chase the other positions. Because I'll tell you right now, bro, you take Travis Kelsey, you're all but throwing away your ability to go quarterback early. And when I mean early, I mean like Herbert falls to you around five or Joe Burrow at top of six or, or whatever. Because then you're going to be chasing multiple positions and it just makes it really hard to build when you can get a Dalton Schultz with a, a bunch of uneducated fantasy football owners in like seven or the end of six uh, if they're all educated, you could get Goddard in seven. You could get Dawson Knox in nine. He could have 10 TDs. And Kelsey, mm -hmm. while I like him, of course, bro, he's going to get so much defensive attention now. This Tyreek Hill moving to Miami's not good for Kelsey. I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. I'm not saying it'll end badly. I'm not saying he can't deliver the same stats. But for anybody that thinks it isn't going to be a harder road for him, to be completely and utterly the only thing a defense is looking for, game planning against, lining up against. He's going to get tougher hits than he's ever got before. He's going to get double teamed more than he's ever got before. Uh, he could get fed more, but are they going to be more incompletions because he's getting hit by two or three people at a time? You know, I just don't, it's not good. Mahomes literally could water all of the plants that were at his disposal. So there's no need to wish for any more carries or volume to go to any one other individual. Mahomes had it covered. So it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And at 13 overall, you give me you give me Javante and Swift at 12 and 13. And, and you take your two with Kelsey being one of them. And I pretty much assure you that we'll look at the teams at the end and together we'll be like, yeah, that does look stronger because dang, you got you got Goddard. Goddard looks pretty good right now, Smitty. Goddard can hang with Kelsey more than my running back's going to hang with Javante. But that's me, bro. That's me. No, you hit it right on the head. Everything makes complete sense. I, I really appreciate the feedback. And uh, keep up the good work. Keep keep the great content coming. And just uh, keep on doing you, bro. Hey, hey, call back anytime, Jason. I, I got you saved, so I know it's you. Dial in anytime, bro. Thanks a lot, Smitty. Have a good one. Yep, appreciate you. All right, next caller, uh, Rock Out. To answer your question, Rock Out, I'm doing a stack video, and and I think uh, I think the double flex situation doesn't change anything for me because then you're drafting a position and not a player if you start worrying about that kind of thing. In the end, at the end of the day, when on the clock, Rock Out, best player available. Um, let me put that on screen here. Best player available truly comes down to so many different things it's not one easy way to define it it really is who's the best player available at that moment 
with your team, with your team build, with the rules at play, the amount of players left at that position. There's a lot of factors. It's not a very simple formula. But it's very possible that the best player available does change because of what I have, you know, on the board here. Like, you know, I'm looking at it. Okay, you got two flexes here. And I'm a little bit worried about running back because they're getting scooped up really, you know, really fast. So a lot of a lot of things change based on flow. You know, you like Kelsey too, Smitty. I like Kelsey, but I don't, I'm not drafting him early. And let's see what else we got here. How did Rashad Penny do so well last year if the Seahawks offensive line is as bad as everybody's rating them? I mean, that's the thing, bro. A lot of people are just ripping apart the Seahawks. They drafted two offensive linemen, you know. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Is this Rock Out? Yeah. What's up, Rock Out? Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I just did a did a draft and people are making fun of this Smitty team I got for you. <laughs> you know, can, I, can we just say something real quick for the new people that may have popped in here? First of all, hit the thumb up button. We got 155 people in here. 160 people in here now. 84 thumbs up. Can we can we at least get it over 100? Can we get it over a Benjamin? And second of all, hey, for the new people... Like yeah, and for the new people in here, there are a lot of times you're going to get laughed at using some of the approaches that you get fed here on the show. We're always going to be one of the worst ranked teams by the league software, and that's a good thing because no team's going to value Brees Hall yet. No, or no software. The, the like Sleeper or ESPN or when you're done with your draft and they give you draft grades. No draft grade process is going to factor in ETN yet. No draft grade process factors Burrow in yet. No process understands what time it is when it truly matters so don't worry about that rock out tell me why people laughed at you give me your team at qb jalen hurt at wide receiver chase and hill at running back uh hey can you start can can you start over i'm gonna write it down on the screen go ahead and start over all right at quarterback jalen hurt at wide receiver chase and tyreek hill at running back Swift and ETN, at tight end, at uh, at tight end uh, Schultz, at uh, Black Brees Hall, uh, Bench, uh, St. Brown, Eli Mitchell, uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, Luke, and Pierce. Okay, stop, stop. There's too much greatness coming on the screen. I can't fit all that amazingness on one screen, bro. Okay, so first of all, how so many, how many? How many owners are in this league? Uh, ten. Okay. Um, Hertz, you have a top five to six quarterback. These guys probably gave comment. Let me let me let me predict right now. This is what you heard. <laughs> Rock out. Uh, Hertz is a trash can. He's inaccurate. Don't you know he just throws short passes? And then Chase, you probably got something like. There's no way Chase can survive with T. Higgins in that roster because I'm not I'm not even thinking about Burrow improving and volume going up. Then you got somebody saying uh, Tyreek Hill's got Tua throwing to him, which is true. 
but they're not factoring in that maybe maybe we're a little hard on Tua you know I'm not saying he's amazing but I'm saying he look he's looking good he's looking good not amazing he's looking good enough he's looking Tannehill good when Tannehill was throwing good footballs to AJ Brown Tua's looking Tannehill at his best good and that's good enough for me to think that Hill's going to be able to survive given Hill's going to get a lot of running Debo Samuel-esque type volume because the architect or one of the architects of Debo Samuel's role last year was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, the now head coach, Miami Mike McDaniel. And Miami Mike is going to use both Waddle and Tyreek Hill in Debo Samuel-like roles. So Hill, as long as he stays healthy, will get enough volume, some total, to be an absolute third round monster and you probably got and I, swift he's so injury prone which is one red flag but he it's a red flag worth taking a gamble on because of the upside the fact that this guy could be the number two running back in fantasy football etn's got james robinson in front of him yeah okay let's see how long that lasts this guy's coming back from the the prison injury the injury that inmates give prisoners because it makes it so you're unable to walk straight or without a limp for the rest of your life if it's not handled properly and these guys are running back onto the field within one calendar year and trying to play football he's that he's gonna have no explosion dalton schultz who these guys don't even know who dalton schultz is Brees hall saint brown eli mitchell on your bench you crush these guys, bro. How could somebody laugh at this team, Rock Out? This is insane. I, I would tell you to hey, send him over here. <sighs> you crush it, bro. You crush it. You're going to hear a lot of those people saying all those things about these players. Don't let anybody detour you away from the assignment at hand, Rock Out, which is to come out with this kind of squad. This kind of squad is going to win it. Got got one more question for you. Yeah. Who's your basically you you gotta take uh risk to make money player? The what? Who's your biggest risk risky player that you're willing to take a risk on? Um You know, I suppose in one league, I want to own Henry or CMC, but in one league, and I always say that. The problem for me, though, is I want to wait to a certain point, and they don't usually fall. And the problem for me is I'm never going to get to a point where I'm willing to pass on Swift or, you know, even Javante at 12. Like, even Javante at 12 or 13, if I've got the bookend picks and I can make Javante my second drafted player and you tell me that Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry are still on the board. And this is going to sound crazy to a bunch of casual Calebs that come in here. Casual Calebs, worried Williams, perturbed Peters, um, you know, upset uh, Ungers. Whoever comes in here and, and hears me say the words, I would take Javante Williams at 13 over Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Christian McCaffrey, they're going to lose it. They're going to lose it, and that's fine. It's a lonely place to try and be ahead of the curve. I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm not saying everything I look around the corner and see is going to come true, but you're always going to have... The the phrase I always say is the most true phrase in the world. It's always going to be uncomfortable until it happens. And so, I don't find my... I want to own Henry and CMC in one league, 
but I'm never going to be put in that position because I end up continuously seeing the guys that I, I just can't pass on, you know, for those guys. Yeah. You know, so, and, and it's not for everybody. Look, J- JT, or I'm sorry, J- uh, Javante. I call him JT sometimes because Jonathan Taylor and Javante are almost one and the same. Something that a lot of people yeah. don't know yet, but they'll soon find out. Uh, you know, yeah, upset Ungers. You like that one, huh? <laughs> Unger. <laughs> what a name, Unger. He just sounds mad. He just sounds bitter. Unger is definitely a guy that's going to comment negatively in the chat. There's no guy named Unger. Right. You know, Umber- <laughs> not to be mixed up with Umberger or Unburger. Sorry. No, no. Might be his brother. What else you got, bro? And is there any situation that you would find a wide receiver you would pass Javante on at 13? I mean, I'd contemplate Lamb, you know, like if right. if I had a – and I have a lot of shares – of uh of Javante. So like I could I could talk myself into a PPR going give me uh give me lamb in this league. Lamb or, you know what I mean? Like but or, I could just find myself passing on Swift and going lamb Javante, <laughs> you know. But I want Swift too. Uh Roger says he made he look Roger sharing the league with your your workmates is actually a good thing. Roger, because you're going to work your league over anyway. If anything, Roger, I think you need to tell your league mates about the show because this is training for your bigger, more important leagues. And if you could get your work people up to par more to be better practice dummies, then you're going to have a better chance of improving your overall game. Don't be afraid to tell people where to come. Not to mention, Roger, your work people need to see that you're a big part of this show, Roger. And your work people need to know that in mock drafts, you draft... You mock draft better than some of the uh, most of the people in the mock drafts every time. Roger, I see you. Roger, you mock draft very well. You have some of the best teams on on average that, that when I'm rating people, and I, I see your name a lot. So you let your work people know that, and that's a good reason they're in here, so they know to be scared of you. Be scared of Roger, work people. Be scared. Roger's the yeah. kind of guy. Roger's ruthless Roger. Ruthless Roger is the same guy that's taking the the, the, the the chicken out of your salad in the fridge and you're going to get your salad at lunch. Uh, yeah, Megan and, and Steven are going to, to, the, to the fridge and they're pulling out their Caesar salad and they're like, where's the chicken? Roger ate it. Roger's ruthless and he's coming for you in the league and he's going to destroy you. What else we got? Yeah, because... Um... I usually see like I contemplate between those running back, and then sometimes I even see Samuel and Lamb there. But yeah, I would contemplate between them. Yeah. Yes, sir. But I yeah, that's all, that's all I got for right now. All right, Roger says Roger. Oh no, that's not Roger. Andrew says Roger is known from coast to coast. He is. Roger is a legend, and Andrew Grace is known as the guy that has. The most forgiving uh, uh, demeanor and and the thickest skin on the planet, because Andrew Grace is definitely uh, capable of of getting blasted, coming right back for more. Like Andrew's got thick, the thickest skin on on the on the planet. 
I appreciate Andrew. All right, guys. Roger the Salad Pirate. <laughs> Ruthless Roger stealing salads left and right, bro. He's taking you down. He's taking you down to Chinatown. He ain't, he ain't even messing around, okay? Uh, all right, Rockout, I appreciate you, man. Call back anytime. Drop a beat anytime you want. Let's find Rockout's beat, and we'll send Rockout out of here with uh, his own music, uh, you know, as, as the... As a send off. This is Rock Out. Uh, where is it, Rock Out? Hold on. This is Rock Out's last beat. It is phenomenal. Here we go. It's not playing. Going to the moon now. Gotta be a moon man. Going to the top. Going showing out. Showing what's about. Trying to win a chip. Trying to be so le legit, and they going like you know, but if you leave, going to Mars, gotta be a star, riding in a fancy car in the car. Hey, Rockout, do you like uh, Harry Mack? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, Harry Mack. That, that's, you remind me of a, a baby Harry Mack. Like, that's some fire stuff, bro. You keep it up, okay? Yeah, appreciate the shout out. Yep. See you, Rock Out. Call in any time, bro. All right. Appreciate all your support all the time, too, by the way. If I don't tell you enough, I appreciate you, Rock Out. All right. Bye. Gave a little virtual hug there. He seemed a little uncomfortable with that. <laughs> Rock Out ain't used to that kind of kind of affection over the over the the phone lines, the virtual phone lines. <laughs> Smitty is is it Bateman season? I almost thought you were calling me Batman for a minute because it was so small and I brought it on. I'm like, you call me Bat? Thanks for call. Oh wait, Sp Smitty is a Bateman season. Um, it could be, but I mean, don't draft him to be. You know, you draft him to be Bateman season, and you could be disappointed. Draft him to be Bateman. You know, just wide receiver three four, upside for more. You know, don't don't go knocking on the door expecting, you know, points galore. See, I got a little little rock out rubbed off on me. Little little rap beat there. Appreciate you, rock out. <laughs> he said, he said, I'm good, man. I was giving you a little virtual hug. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, don't take compliments well either. You know, I you guys probably you'd be surpri surprised at what I'm like in real life. I I'm very much the same person for sure. I definitely like have a lot of humor in my life, and I I. Miss Smitty doesn't laugh at me very much. She doesn't think I'm that funny. But, but, but I definitely, uh, I definitely uh, am kind of similar. But at the same time, I'm not good with, I'm not good with compliments either. I think we're all, some of us aren't good at compliments, but we, we still want them. When we don't get them, we're upset. But then I, I also don't take them very well. I might take them well on the show, you know. But, but it, like you know, I, in real life, it is, it is one of those things where it's like you know, okay, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> Jimmy the Drunk. Um, yeah, hey, Bucket, stop. We need a, a tight end top 10. First of all, are you talking about my my uh, my race thing? And second of all, I see it. I see it, and I'm on top of it. I have a lot of content to make, Buckets. We don't. We, we, get, we get it. You want a top 10 ranking, Buckets. I also have the Fantasy Football Show where you can go get all my content, Buckets, if you want to support the channel. I have a membership that's pretty, pretty easily... 
uh, attainable. I'll even give you a promo code. Don't tell anybody I'm giving you this promo code, okay? Don't tell anybody that there's an, you know, there's a hundred usages left in this promo code. But the promo code is get some. Get some will give you 15% off the fantasyfootballshow.com right now. Okay? So don't tell anybody buckets, but you can go to the fantasyfootballshow.com, use promo code get some, all one word, all lowercase, and you can get 15% off the site right now. You want bold predictions, one-on-one text advice, you want the trade calculator, baby. Go get it. Go get some. Get some. Promo code get some. Um let me put the, let me put the link in the in the in the in the chat. Hold on. Uh want rankings, bulb here it is. There. There you go. And I'll pin that bad boy for you. Pinned. Nailed it. Promo code get some. Where were we at? Where were we at? How many people we got in here? Pickens, baby. It is picking season. 164. Hit that thumb. Look, we're at 105. That's fantastic. 105. What else we got? What do you say to a guy that took CMC number one? Jimmy the Drunk wants to know. Um, You know, I'm not like... Look, I, I understand the appeal. When you tell me someone took CMC number one, my first reaction isn't like, oh my God, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Take a lap. It's more so risk. You know, like... I think of everything, my best example is a roulette wheel, okay? And on a roulette wheel, you have, how many how many spots are there on a roulette wheel? Somebody tell me. I don't even know exactly, but, but it's kind of like CMC has so many number of spots in the roulette wheel. Does that make sense to everybody? That's how fantasy football is, okay? And JT's got, if you, if you take each player and give them their own roulette wheel, and you tell me how many spaces... You have on that roulette wheel, and you got to land in one of those spaces when you spin it to to get the the return on the player. And see him and and JT's probably got the best odds, the most uh, thirty eight on the roulette. Okay, thank you, Jim, Jimmy. The we knew Jimmy the drunk would know about the roulette wheel. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy's Jimmy's probably even though that doesn't look like a casino, that's probably a bar in the casino, and he just got done playing roulette. He's like, I don't play roulette. I play blackjack bro somebody some 70 something i guess it's 38 i i trust uh jimmy the drunk i don't think fantasy dog has gotten to a, a, a casino in a while because he said 70 that's way off bro it's 38 everybody's confirming 38 fantasy dog stay home netflix stay home and netflix <laughs> you're live on the fantasy football show who am i talking to hey smitty it's jay far how you doing Jfar, what's up, Jfar? Very good. Uh, just wanted to a couple players, you know. Uh, wanted to give you some thoughts on them. Okay. Uh, with Bree Hall, I I really think he has, you know, with his last year in college, he's been putting up Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott type of numbers. You're muffled, man. You're and, uh, you're talking into your elbow or something uh, all of a sudden. Hey, can you hear me better? Yeah, now I can. Okay, go hey, ahead. Can you hear me better? Yeah, I heard I heard what you're saying, and I can hear you better now. Just you were getting a little muffled, but go ahead. Uh, he's doing well. You love him in college. Pro- proceed, young man. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, Brees Hall really put up some very similar numbers to Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott coming out of college, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Paul is in the same kind of situation as Saquon Barkley in his rookie year. I don't see how he's not going to have a great year. Also, when Barkley was coming up, he was like a second rounder. Now you can get Brees Hall in the third, fourth round. It's an insane value in my opinion. Yeah, so what I always say about Brees Hall, bro, is that, of course, the situation isn't just like you said, like the the, the Giants, you know, bad situation. He still delivered. Like, agree, agreed. Very, very good point. Very good example. I, I like to think of Brees Hall as Najee Harris 2021. We took, where did we take Najee? We got laughed at, bro. We got laughed at as a community, just like we've been talking all night about how we get the worst draft grades from the, the draft app. When the draft's over, it gives you the automated grades. We always, the fantasy football show community, me, everybody, always one of the worst grades. And, and I'm fine with it because we're upside based. We're an upside based community. We are a ahead of the curve type of thinker, you know, coming out where, where the points aren't there yet. The, the draft app and most of the world in the fantasy football space and really the most of the world in general with things in general are a bunch of waiting to, to for it to happen before it's obvious to then, you know, then start saying this is the way it is. Like when I go on a show and I talk about Trey Lance, which can, can we say right now in the chat that we're looking pretty on par with the Trey Lance prediction coming out of week? I know it's one week. I know it's preseason, but can we at least acknowledge that what Smitty's been cranking out looks to be on course, correct? Would you, would you say that, Trey J4? Lance is looking good. Trey Lance is looking good. Absolutely. Do you know how many shows Absolutely. and interviews I've done since January talking about Trey Lance where I say something that's uncomfortable because it hasn't happened yet? And even in Niner communities going on Niner shows, when I tell them this is the next Patrick Mahomes, they say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't really go that far yet. Why can't we go that far? I'm telling you, that so uh, it is what it is i'm not i'm gonna say it i did say it i'll continue to say it i don't need to scale back for anybody and wait for something to be obvious what good am i if i'm telling you what what is once it happens i'm i'm only as good as my next prediction and i need to be not out on a limb but i need to be in that mode of trying to be out on a limb, I'm not just going to go out on a limb to go out on a limb and throw mud at the wall. That's only going to last so long and I'm going to vanish like like Zach Wilson. You know, if I go out there and just start throwing stuff at the wall, it doesn't stick. Who's going to come back and watch me? Clearly, I'm landing more than I'm missing, right? And I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect. I'm not even saying this. This could be my worst year ever. You know, and I'm still going to come back. I'm still going to put my nose down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn from it. But this also could be the best year ever. Like, there are injuries. There's years where I felt like I had my best predictions and four or five of my biggest ones got hit with injury, some kind of, like, horrible trade hat. Like, there have been years where I've had bad seasons. We all have it. But it's crazy how many people came from my neck, even inside Niner communities, when I said, this is the next Patrick Mahomes. There's a phrase going around Niner communities that I created. It's, it's Trey Lance, king of the NFC. Trey Lance, king of the NFC. I can't tell you how much hate I've gotten by throwing that phrase out there, and it's being repeated everywhere in the Niner communities, because it's a ridiculous thing, according to people, to say when he hasn't taken a snap. I don't care. When I called Adrian Peterson the number one running back in fantasy football, and some people in here weren't even sharding in their diapers 
when Adrian Peterson came into the, the league. I was an analyst back then. I've been an analyst for 20 straight years professionally. And back then, or back then I was doing a part-time job and building it. I was building my brand then. So back then I was kind of half and half trying to trying to do the grind, you know, as, as a youngster. And Adrian Peterson hadn't done it yet. He hadn't played a snap yet. And while it seems funny now in retrospect that that comment would be laughed at, it was very much laughed at. Adrian Peterson was 50% believed in, 50% doubted because he was upright. He was too tall. He was too upright. Everyone's always going to clown on you before your prediction comes true. So my point being full circle, sorry it's so long-winded, is that Brees Hall is Najee Harris 2021. This is the Najee Harris of 2022, and you're getting him in round four. Zach Wilson's injury, the turmoil and chaos surrounding the Jets quarterback situation, which is also magnifying the concern people have for the Jets in general as an organization of being the Jets or the Jets, or the Jets will always be the Jets. The offense is going to suck. How are they going to run the ball? Then he goes out, Brees Hall, and has five carries and doesn't have good yards per carry, and everybody freaks out. He's falling to round four now. On the average, he's falling to round four. And let me just tell you this. He's winning leagues from round four. He checks every box. He has the film to support it. Every single metric, every single piece of film, every single workout, whether it's combine or whatever, proved to be this guy's elite. His film shows it. The, the metrics show it. Everything shows it. The only concern is volume, which the Jets have quietly made very clear if you pay attention and read between uh, the lines that this guy is the 65% owner of the workload in New York, at least for right now. And that's going to grow. So if anybody thinks that he can't do what Najee did last year and he was what taken, we got laughed at. This is my point. Full circle. Najee Harris was like a late second, maybe top of third type of guy. We started pedaling out there. He's a turn pick 12, 13, turn pick like Javante I take Javante at 13 I don't care where his ADP is I definitely want you taking him around two but if you take him at 13 I don't care if it's 13 or 24 he is the best second round player that you can draft in 2022 Javante Williams the same thing I said for Najee last year do I want you to get Najee at 15 yeah because his ADP is more like 14 to 20 for a, a big portion of the offseason I said though you want to take him at 9 or 10 to make sure you get him and then get your wide receiver where you would have got up top. You're going to take a little bit of a gamble. Let the wide receiver drop and rush it and take 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 Najee Harris at 10, 11. We got laughed at. We got laughed at. Hall is no different than Najee last year. He's in a similar situation where there's questionable quarterback play. Uh, offensive line is, is better in New York than it was in Pittsburgh last year, though. The wide receivers are are comparable in terms of how they can even be utilized and unlocked. You got, there's a whole lot going. You got a much better defense and, and a, a, a very, very huge upside uh, amount of players that have been added to that roster in the draft. This team has a lot of talent. And so my long-winded answer is, this is Najee Harris 2021 in 2022. And if you're getting him in round four, imagine if you got Najee in round four last year, bro. Imagine it. That's what you're getting here. Worst case scenario, he earns this value. It's an absolute league-winning pick if you could get it like a Najee Harris last year in round four. Automatic. Yeah. I agree, bro. Uh, but, you know, also the same thing where you're kind of betting on the talent with Brees Hall. Kenneth Walker also checks the, all the kind, all the boxes. 
with uh, Javante Williams. He was RB16 last year, about that, in half PPR. And that was with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater at the, as the quarterback. Now he has Russell Wilson. He's autumn, and he's already the lead back. I don't see his floor being less than RB10. It, it's just impossible. I mean, bro. And my... If Melvin were to ever go down, he's a league winning pick. League winning, automatic. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's probably very, very likely. Hey, Jocelyn, call back in just one second when I get off the phone here with Jay Farr. I saw you call. Um, Jocelyn, call back in one second. Um, I, I would say, I mean, honestly, bro, my three, this, you want, you want, I could literally just say these three things and just close, you know, close for the year. <laughs> just come back next year. These, these are the three things. Joe Burrow, round six, preferably seven, if you can get away with it. Joe Burrow, round six, Seven. Brees Hall, now round four. Because of all the turmoil, Brees Hall round four. And 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 then I'd say Javante anywhere in round two. Ziggy, studio off. That's it, bro. I mean, I, I literally, yep. I literally yep. could just walk out. And that could be it. That could be all she wrote. Those, yeah, those, yeah, those, those are three league winners, bro. This year. You what? Yeah, they definitely are. He has the best weapons by far out of any quarterback in the NFL, bro. And an improved offensive line. It, it, it's a no-brainer for him to finish top five. Those are the it's three. All, it's guaranteed. Those are the three best values in fantasy football 2022. You get, you get all, Absolutely. you can get all three of them with ease on the same team. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't see as much upside with ETN as uh, uh, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. But uh, ETN can do very well also. A lot of people are are, are thinking J-Rob is going to be better than, you know, than, you know, us are, are expecting. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, call, but, bro. But it's good to... Good to speak with you, Smitty. Thank you. Hey, Jafar, you brought some good topics, and, and I went on a Brees Hall rant that uh, I think is worthy of clipping and cutting up and putting out there, and, and so I appreciate your call and great question, and, and continue to call. Call back more often. We need we need good good questions like that, so appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Smitty. Have a good yeah. night. Uh, Jocelyn, call in, bro. Jocelyn was about to call in. Yeah, Ron, you missed a lot. I mean... Honestly, this is probably, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is one of the better live streams we've had on a long, long time. I feel like this is probably the best live stream we've done, late night live stream we've done all year. I feel like a lot of good information came out of this. It's been very, very animated up in this mug. We've had a lot going on, Ron. And the one thing we did learn is that, yeah, Roger is stealing people's chicken. Jocelyn, what's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show, buddy. Appreciate you calling in. Hey, sweetie, man. Hey, sweetie. All right, so I got a question for you. So I have I have the seventh pick in the Superflex League. Um, it's uh, it's full PPR. Second or second or seventh? Seventh, seventh okay. pick, seventh pick. All right, and I heard through the grapevine, in, like in my league, that four out of the first seven picks are going to be like quarterbacks. So, since it is a super flex league, do you think that my first round pick 
should be a quarterback also? Like, how do you think I should handle that? Yeah, so great question. First of all, Anthony, I'm sorry about your super chat. Uh, Smitty, do you have any more league op- leagues open? Um, Anthony, we, we might do one more. I'll, I'll let you know. You'll, you'll see it advertised all over. We'll talk it up if we do, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so if you're saying only four people are taking quarterbacks in the first round. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. No, no. So I have the seventh pick and, and the first three out of four picks. I heard are going to be quarterbacks. Okay, that you so heard. Okay, three out of the first four picks. Yeah, I mean, you need to take a quarterback in round one. You you need to, you have to, and, and the reason I say that is I, I've talked about this formula before several times, but in superflex, not two QB mandatory. That's very very different than a superflex. In a superflex, I'm a little more risky with my second quarterback because Davis Mills is usually waiting there for the taking, bro. Round six, round seven, you know, at least round five, but probably round six or seven. And things dry up really right. quickly, and he's worth grabbing there as your second quarterback. Even around seven or eight, it happens. It just depends. And the reason you know Jocelyn is because of where he's climbing up on the pre-rink. If he's the third quarterback available, you're running the risk of losing him immediately. If he's the seventh or eighth, you barely even see him, and you're round four, and you, you have to scroll to find him. He's lasting. You can keep pushing your luck. But the the key is you use him as your second quarterback or Trevor Lawrence or, you know, I like him too. And and you end up getting your one quarterback. And then in round two, you treat it like round one in a normal draft. In round three, you treat it like round two in a normal draft. You essentially make round one, round zero. You move everything up in your mind. And you come out of round two with a first round talent in a non-2QB league. Okay, so... You need to look at your second round pick and say, is this a first rounder normally? And if the answer is yes, win. You need to look at your third round pick and say, is this normally and typically a second round pick? Yes, win. And if you're if you're lucky and you draft like a monster, your, your fourth round pick will actually look like a second round pick because there's a lot of talent that's going to bog up and be available. You literally could walk out with Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow at number seven. Sounds like Joe Burrow is going to be there. I'm just telling you right now. Because it looks like Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance are leapfrogging him. I I almost feel like he'll be the most likely to be available. You get Joe Burrow or Hurts in, in round one. Home run. Absolute home run in a, in a 2QB or, or a super flex. In round two, probably land Najee or Swift. Uh, I doubt you get Chase. I doubt you get Jefferson. Probably don't get cut. But if you get one of them, so be it. Take one of them. Take Javante in round three, who is most certainly going to be there. And then, bro, you, you literally... Who knows what you even get around for? At that point, it's going to be flow of draft. But you walk out with Swift and Javante and Hurts or Burrow and somehow Jamar Chase, you might as well just walk straight to league safe and, and stand outside of the doors and say, can I have an advance? Here's my team. They say, yeah, they let you in. They look at your roster. They they hand you a blank check. They send you on your way. Right, right. And, and, and okay, and let me ask you this. Since it is... Uh, since it is a super flex league, like, would you think that if I were to take uh, Brees Hall in like the second or third, do you think that's reaching, or especially like in the second round? Yeah, it's totally reaching because taking Brees Hall in a one QB league is reaching around two. Imagine what that looks like in a two QB league. You know, 
you're basically just like right, you're right. moving him up to like a first rounder. <laughs> you know, like you can't do that. Right. He he's not even a right, third rounder. Right. He he look in a one QB league, you should be able to get with the turmoil surrounding the Jets situation, surrounding Zach Wilson, amplifying the fear people already have about the Jets as a whole. Brees Hall in a one QB league is now a fourth round pick, bro. He's now a fourth round right. pick. That means he's now a fifth round. You got to add at least a round on to every one of those values in a super flex. He's now a fifth round pick. If you take him in even three, right. you're leaving. It's basically like the waitress comes over with a pitcher of water and starts pouring the water into your glass that's, that's completely empty. And by the time she gets to halfway, you just turn and pull it away. And she keeps pouring the water on the table and it's going all over because you didn't have the patience to wait for her to fill your glass up. That's what you're doing if you walk away. And you have Brees Hall in round three when he's a round five guy in a super flex. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, man, cause, because, you know, because I know, because I heard, you know, like through my league that that the first, like, you know, three or four picks are going to be, you know, Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert. So I was just thinking, well, I mean, since, since all these QBs are going to be going in the first round and I'm in the middle of the draft, the, uh, the uh, seven pick, Overall, I know that obviously, like most likely, Najee and Eckler and Cup and Jefferson are going to be there. But I know that if I take the risk of getting those guys in the second round, um, if I wait on getting a, a, uh, a quarterback in the second round, I know that it's going to be like pretty thin quickly in the second round, you know? Yeah, don't worry oh. about the second round for quarterbacks because you're drafting against traffic. It's like driving home when going home is against traffic and you're flying and the other side of the freeway is just at stop and go, just dead standstill. If you take your quarterback right. where you're supposed to, where you're going to get Hurts, Kyler at the very least, you'll get Trey Lance, Hurts, or hopefully Joe Burrow. He'd be my number one. You grab one of those three quarterbacks, Burrow being number one. Hurts probably being two, Trey Lance probably being three in that order. You get one of those guys, you're golden. And, and, and again, you monitor where Davis Mills is in your draft on the on the pre-rank list, and you attack him before he goes in an, a dangerous territory of, of being ranked. You know? And then, boom. It's, right. it's you know. And if it, he doesn't work out, you could survive it. You, you could have Dawson Knox as a second tight end that you're shoving into your super flex. And you're like, you know what? He'll get me 10, 11 touchdowns. Not ideal. A little bit of an up-road battle to win a league without a second quarterback. But I feel Davis Mills is one of the best gambles to take in a super flex as your second quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence is a close second. And those are the two guys that fall the most. Ron Navy will tell you Kirk Cousins. Um, and so you got a couple options there. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Cindy, man. Hey, thank you for the uh, thank you for the help and keep up the good work, man. All right. Hey, hey, man. I appreciate all your. If I don't tell you enough, when I see you in the chat, appreciate all your support over the years. Um, you're a big reason why we're growing and why the lights have stayed on. And you you are one of the biggest super chatters. I haven't put this screen up in a while, but this right here, you're one of the biggest super chatters ever in a single live stream. Um. You're, let's see, where are you at? You're, you, you were the, you were the 450, right? No, 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 no. I was the, no, I was the. 300. 
300. Yeah, you're at the, yeah, so here here's Jocelyn right here. I I get I get the Jocelyn twins mixed up. Um right. And and and, and, and here's like one more thing, right? How is how is Darnell Mooney not a moon man? How is he not on the moon? I think he's going to the moon, man. I I I honestly believe Darnell Mooney has <laughs> has top ten upside. Man. You you hear what you just honestly. said? How how is Mooney not a moon man, man? <laughs> right. <laughs> how's he? How's Mooney how not a moon not, man, man? How is Darnell Mooney not a moon man? Um, look, no? let let me do this for you because I I agree with you. There's only so many spots. We can only send so many people to the moon. But let's just right. let's just put it this way: Is Darnell Mooney going to the moon this year? Not to the moon. It uh, doesn't mean he won't end up on the actual official the moon, moon man, man list that we have here. I just can't put everybody on here. Space. Right. Uh, I can't. I can't put everybody on there. He's certainly a candidate to be talked about and interviewed for a shuttle, one of the next shuttles going to the moon. But you know, we I can't put everybody on there. But I love Mooney, man. Man, right. I love. <laughs> moon man <laughs> I don't know how you said it you said it was funny it was like three three moon mans in there how's Mooney not a moon man right. man <laughs> right alright Smitty man take care take appreciate care. you buddy <laughs> alright man Jocelyn one of the Jocelyn brothers they're not they're, and they're not related <laughs> Mooney to the moon man man Mooney to the moon man man men man, man manners men Uh, Ron, take, someone's telling you to take a lap, Ron. Let me guess, something related to Cousins or the Steelers. Let's look. Cousins made the NFL top 100, hands raised. I think, uh, ES, is that ESPN, Ron, that came out with that? Who, who came out with the ranking? Somebody wants you to take a lap, but apparently it's not his list, bro. So you got to tell the uh, owner of the list or the creator of the list. Rockout says he DM me again. Let's see. You know what it is? Rockout, let's get it. out dropping straight fire the the fantasy football show's own harry mack this guy can drop bars at any moment and the only question is is asher listening our other uh, subs- uh one of our other youtube subscribers that is a musician that usually counters whatever rock out does and tries to best him but rock out's dropping straight fire tonight the swifty song i gotta save that we gotta put that at the beginning of a of the show on the countdown but unbelievable um all right so Rock out, drop a fire, straight fire. Um, that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. We're out of here. Live every Monday through Friday. That means tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, your boy Smitty will be live and dropping straight news and notes and fantasy football goodness for you. We've been live for, I think, over 
just about two hours tonight on an emergency live stream, little news show. Um, we didn't talk about Deshaun Watson. That was at the top. Basically, Deshaun Watson, there's a report. Um, we'll save it tom- for tomorrow, but essentially, actually, you know what? Let's do it real quick, just real quickly, because uh, hit the like button if you're still in here. There's 170 of you in here. Let's hit the news, this news piece real quick, and then we'll probably talk about it tomorrow. Uh, but there's there's Pro Football Network posted this comment on somebody that, that quoted something from the article that they wrote, where inside the article it said that they had a source, Pro Football Net- Network, that says, I know they're going for the full year, which we kind of know they're going for the full year, the the league in terms of Deshaun Watson's uh, suspension. And then this, this clip inside their report said another source flatly uh, – predicted a one-year suspension is coming calling it a slam dunk we kind of that's what i've been saying that that roger goodell coming out with this aggressive tone of egregious behavior and predatory behavior was a telegraph that he has not yet ever thrown out into the ether and he's basically telling that before a suspension a full year comes down now we don't ultimately know what could happen but harvey is going to the 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 da for um the former uh uh uh, I'm sorry, the former attorney or the district, or what was he? The, he was a former um, pr- prosecutor or whatever that took over this this position for Roger Goodell in terms of being his designee. And he's going to come out and give a ruling that Roger Goodell is going to hand him. Roger Goodell is controlling this. Now, this guy, um, it's not a DA. Who, he's a, he's a what's, what's the position called? He's, he's a former district attorney. I think he's a former district attorney. But this, this Harvey guy, who's in charge and tasked to be the, the designee for Roger Goodell, is a former domestic prosecutor. And so he's a former domestic violence and, 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 and prosecutor. So you know he's got a strict stance on this stuff and comes from that angle. Uh, so we'll, we'll see you all tomorrow. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Appreciate everybody here. I will see you all later. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Football Show. Um, and I go live anytime there's breaking news. So if news breaks, I will go live and I'll put that up real quick and then we'll hit the outro and we'll be done here. But your boy Smitty live Monday through Friday, 7 PM Eastern. And whenever news breaks, see you all tomorrow. Appreciate all your super chats. Appreciate every single one of you. fantasy football. I know everything about fantasy football. Woo! <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs>